You're listening to Stuart Pink. Stuart Pink. Stuart Pink. Stuart Pink. The wonderful Stuart Pink. On the Strictly Speaking Podcast. Yes, indeed you are. And I'm delighted to welcome onto the show. Some know him as a drummer. Others know him as a sports journalist. But to me, he'll always be one of the very few people who also played a stylophone terribly on my show. Alex Patel, hello. Hello, Stu. How are you? I'm really well. How are you? I'm good. I'd forgotten about the stylophone thing. I was sure that was you. Um, I must have suppressed that memory somehow. Yeah, yeah. It's it's buried deep in the in this. I don't blame you. It was, um, you know, it's one of those uh, PTSD moments, really. Uh, but <laughs> unforgettable for me, nonetheless. Uh, great to have you on the show. Um, but before we get into all the music and stuff, I know you do all sorts of stuff outside of uh, outside of the music world. Um, most recently, jujitsu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, um, I did jujitsu for a couple of years, maybe like kind of leading up to and during the first year of the pandemic, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was very, it became quite stilted because obviously it was so hard to train. And then when I left Essex to move to London, um, I just was so busy and really struggled to find time. But earlier this year, I got back into it, and um, yeah, I, I could um, it's funny that there's a, there's a an arctic monkeys lyric i need some i'm paraphrasing but i need to spend less time talking to strangers about martial arts and how much i respect them but that is me at the moment i I can talk about martial (laughs) arts all day i think they're amazing and everyone should do them see i feel like i've never really done it but i just imagine um it being a very star wars thing like going in a robe and uh you know kind of feeling at one with a force and all that yeah yeah it can be or it can be really painful and uh dispiriting but you know we learn from those moments as well so i think yeah give it a go pick one of them and give them a go that's what i'd say to, to any listener yeah jiu-jitsu was that the first one you tried or have you been through a few of the uh was it kung fu is another one and like um there's, yeah there's... you've got karate and judo people do growing up sometimes um it kind of was my first i did a very little amounts of boxing and uh muay thai or thai boxing as well which is not dissimilar to kickboxing um but with a few other elements involved and yeah i think i um this this is not the you know not very rock and roll but i had very high risk of retinal detachment you know i used to have awful vision uh, before i got my eyes lasered as well and like they just said try and avoid impact so I looked for something that was more, you know, jujitsu is more like grappling. Um, you still get some knocks, you know, uh, in the head, never really intentionally, but it just made sense, you know, with all of that in mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. A um, bit less impactful than the, the boxing, I imagine. Yeah. Slightly less yeah. chance of losing an eye. <laughs> That's the hope, but, you know, we can't rule it out. So there's not really any wood near me. To t- oh, there's a plant. I'll t- touch wood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wood in its natural form. That counts. That's all right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, I guess yeah, you didn't need your eyes for the music anyway. So, you know, um, just it, it helps. I Maybe not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think, well, I'd probably drummed for long enough that if I if I lost one now, it was just gone quite dark quite quickly. Um, <laughs> I'd like to think I'd be okay. I could feel my way around. But, you know, one of the things with the song I, I've written and other things I'm working on is that I had to learn piano because i have only ever played drums over the last decade or plus so um that i definitely still need my vision to find where i'm yeah. at yeah yeah yeah. you're not quite stevie wonder level yet um you're not working, quite, no, no, no. <laughs> towards it. lovely uh so obviously i've done you a bit of a service there i called you a drummer um you are now of course going all phil collins and stepping out from behind the kit 
um, as a solo artist. You've been learning all these instruments yourself then. So, um, God, solo artist feels so like that's giving me too much of a too much credit to be fair <laughs> but yeah um i yeah i you know uh, obviously when i was in i was in ocean floors you know we were like brentwood bass band for a long time you know and you know you were always really great and we always loved speaking to you and and, and your time and your support and when when that sort of finally ended in sort of springtime i think it was a bit of a a shock to a, you know a couple of us and I guess I'm a proactive person and I, I quickly decided I didn't want to, to have a life where music wasn't like a staple in that, to be honest. And um, yeah, it's hard to just drum, you know, in a, in a small flat in London or anywhere. And I, I guess I sort of felt like as much as like drumming would always sort of be my first love. It's not the set, like songwriting, I quickly realized would be something I would miss. And and yeah. being in the studio and things like that. And it just, yeah, I bought a small keyboard, one that Callum, uh, who I'd been in the band with, had, had bought towards the end of our time in the band as well. And um, just wanted to sort of learn a little bit more. That, Like e- even before the writing and recording thoughts, it was like, it's it's good to be rubbish at something. It's good to like feel yourself <laughs> getting better. Yeah, um, yeah. I think learn we don't do that enough. Move. Yeah, yeah. I think the older we get, we don't put ourselves in those situations. We tend to just stick to things that we are good at or feel comfortable with and and i am still very much a novice with you know keyboard piano whatever but I, there were elements i picked up more quickly than i thought I, I just had no idea how i would cope with something more melodic and um i then was like well it's a vehicle as well to try and write a song or songs um and and then guitar is next for me i had some help in the studio with sean who was in the band he oh, um he, he yeah he did guitar and bass for me and hey. I did piano and drums and stuff so yeah I had a bit of help I'd like to do guitar next but we'll see we'll see yeah oh that's great stuff uh really lovely to hear as well you've got Callum's keyboard and uh kind of kind of um all the all the support of the others which is which is lovely um I was obviously devastated when when news broke the ocean floors would wouldn't be um together and we're going your separate ways so uh, uh it's lovely to hear you with music out and I hope Callum Hamish and Sean are uh, are working on their own stuff as well. Um, have they had a chance? Obviously, uh, I mean, Sean has if he was in it. Um, have the others had a chance to hear your hear your track? Yeah, they they have. They have. It was. Um, I remember actually. Share. I was coming back from Canary Wharf one night, and I and I sent Callum the song, and um, this must have been yeah, like maybe a month or so ago, and and he he rang me as soon as he finish listening to it which i thought was a good sign because i thought if he's going to tell me it's rubbish it's easier <laughs> to do that over text you know you wouldn't <laughs> go out of your way to call someone and say i can't lie mate this was awful and this was a poor uh, choice don't do it, <laughs> don't yeah do it. <laughs> but um he, he was he was honestly like so i think genuinely like um impressed by it uh, you know or at least you know really enjoyed the song and that meant a lot to me and then i sent it to hamish and he um was also really supportive and and I think um that was a that was really a big weight off my shoulders because you know it's not just the instruments you know like learning piano or whatever like I'd never done much singing before and I don't I don't claim to be a great singer you know like I, I had to give it my best shot and I had to find a sort of um a spot for my voice that hopefully works works for yeah. me and works for the song and and so that was that's the thing that's scary about sharing with people. And um, even though I did it for me, like I, I I know that's 
a cliche but I really did this for me to challenge myself and to, like a bucket list thing to to make a song start to finish yeah and I don't mind too much how people you know feel about it I, it still like was really really like a massive weight off my shoulders that like the band thought it was good um because I really respect their opinions on music you know and writing and stuff um so that was yeah that was a massive relief that's it I mean the, the, having all sort of grown up together and always made music together it must have been real kind of like a bucket list thing i guess to 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 sort of go right okay i'm going to do all this myself i remember doing this in the studio he would do that he would do that now i've got to do it all um what was it like yeah being in that studio space with sean and going right okay now i'm in charge and uh, i want you to play a lot of this <laughs> yeah yeah it was strange it was strange because i mean yeah that's just it you know my normally in the studio like we would typically do drums first and then the rest of like the say couple of days it would take to record a song I would sort of sit and watch which is still fun but you know I wasn't aware enough of like chords and and um, notes and things to really have much of a, a suggestion in those moments so yeah it was it was strange sort of you know I mean Sean's the loveliest guy in the world as well so you know like it, it's a difficult thing to sort of be like could you do it slightly more like this and he's he's brilliant and receptive but I'm like I feel so bad telling Sean like <laughs> how to play guitar when I, I have no idea how to play it myself. Um, yeah, but, but it was, I think it was more in the, it was more prior to that. It was more in the writing that I felt the difference because mm. again, I was like a bit part player in writing songs in the band. And the thing I found, I found writing over the last few months is that you realize like there are endless possibilities, like, you know, whether it's the next chord you play or the, effect you use or what instrument you play that melody on um where on the piano you play it how you sing it and and that can be like it can kind of be a bit um like neutralizing like you're overwhelmed by how too many ways yeah yeah and none of them are wrong like that's the worst part is that like they're all kind of valid well not all of them some i'm sure be awful but you know, generally speaking, you've got a lot of choice. So that that was that was weird. That was very strange, and yeah, a huge new challenge. You mentioned the vocals, um, which I mean, brilliant. It's a real kind of original kind of sound you've got going on. And um, what were some of the other uh, styles you went for? Discovering how how your voice best fits with in a in a song. Well, first of all, thanks for saying that. Um, yeah yeah you, you're 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 one of the only people outside of the band who's now heard it so i was again very relieved when you you messaged me back and said that you liked it i think vocally <laughs> like yeah i you know a few people the few people that have heard it have sort of noticed like it is a bit lower it is almost like a little bit more like spoken at times because i feel like i don't yeah i don't know i just feel like there's i maybe tried i tried singing things higher i tried going even lower I think one of the things I quickly realized was that like you can't and, and this was something I was reading about a lot online as well that one of the first things people tend to tell people that are singing for the first time is that you shouldn't try to emulate anyone you love necessarily because you've got you'll have you might have a completely different voice or range to them and stuff so um but I but I, I love the national and and I think musically and vocally there are some yeah that's that's the closest thing i can sort of compare the song to and, and matt burninger from from the national has a deeper voice than mine but um yeah it, it's it is almost at times kind of softer and more spoken and i think it just 
it allowed me to feel more comfortable like okay this is a valid way of doing this um yeah excellent um, i love the thought of you sort of not yeah, not having to kind of um emulate anyone that's the, like the best thing in music is you can just you know learn your own style and do your own thing uh, so there won't be a, a robbie williams rock dj um sort of your version of it yeah, no no although funnily enough i was at Callum's <laughs> birthday a few weeks ago and i'm sure someone did rock dj uh, for karaoke um <laughs> he also we were meant to do shame by robbie williams and gary barlow it was like the first song of the night and he'd gone to the loo and i was just left there alone and it's not an easy song to sing oh. especially when it's too, meant to be too people, that is so. mean isn't it yeah 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 so yeah, no, no none of that um i would never try and be robbie i, I couldn't i could never i could never try and be robbie too much respect for him too much love <laughs> Too much love for Robbie. Um, great. So, I mean, you you earn, earned your stripes on the karaoke field then um, as part of the uh, preparation. <laughs> I feel like I did it. This was the thing, genuinely. Because Callum leaves me on my own, and I'd also never done karaoke before, like never done karaoke. And the first notes of that song was so hard to hit. And, like, very few people, like, I don't think anyone in that room outside of, like, the band actually, like, even people I'm close to, most people don't know I'm doing this. Most people don't know I've done a song or it's coming out top secret release (laughs) yeah but but i was like if anyone if anyone else here knew that they would probably hear this first line and be like i'm dreading hearing alex sing (laughs) because it was it was a real it was a howler yeah yeah. oh i'm sure it wasn't it was you know you have to find us those videos in there (laughs) no they've they've been they've been deleted on every platform hard drive forever Yeah, yeah 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lovely. Uh, so the song comes out this week. Um, it's yeah. called I'm gonna leave you standing at the altar. Um, where did the inspiration from it come and what was it like sort of, sort of writing the lyrics? Yeah. There? Um yeah, I, I think I I'm trying to think of the sort of the first point of it. I think like that there's the there's the song, like there's the sort of what the title is about and then what the lyrics are about because they're kind of tired but not, you know. The, the words I'm going to leave you at the altar don't actually come up in the song, but I, I wrote the song um, about this kind of a really existential feeling of like seeing so many of my friends and loved ones get married in really quick succession. Like I think I've been to five weddings over the last year and I've got a couple <laughs> coming up as well. Um, so yeah. A Hugh Grant was, movie about that. I'm sure there is. Uh... Well, yeah, I did. Unfortunately, 18 months ago, I had a funeral and there was one point where I was like this, you know, <laughs> this is a film this is it yeah. yeah yeah i'm in it um but yeah it's um i think i i yeah this was very much on my mind with each wedding i was like it's this reminder that like we're getting older or we've got we've gotten older um and yeah i'm really happy for all of those friends like genuinely and and they're lo- lovely occasions weddings but um it's a very existential feeling and then i think the first like I remember I was at a wedding in Italy, one of my schoolmates and um, the the best man's fiance came up to me. We'd only spoken for the first time earlier that day and I was dancing and I was pretty gone, I think. And she was like, <laughs> wow. And I thought she was about to compliment me on my dancing because I, I think I've got, dr- you know, rhythm, drums. I, I'm told yeah. I'm a decent dancer. And she was like, wow, the light has really left your eyes. And I was like, wow, that's not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> and, um, but I get it. I, I oh, think I'll you stay know, with you. Yeah. Yeah. And that, but that was it. I was like, I should write that down. That would be a good lyric. And so that, that is in the first line of the song. Um, but I think I must have just been like 
you know, it must have been late in the night and it's seeping through and you're kind of like sobering up and, and again, the emotion kind of hits you. But yeah, so so that's kind of what the song is about. And then the title was just how like, you know, as happy as I am for all of my friends um, and yeah, and how happy they are. I just, I used to very much assume and, th- and think and want to get, you know, I would get married one day and have kids and everything. But my views on that have really changed the last couple of years and and for me personally i i can't think of anything worse now you know like for them i think it's perfect but for for me not and and i'm always you know london is a great place to sort of date in a more relaxed way and i'm always really honest with people about where i'm at and what i want and don't want and and so the the title i'm going to leave you at the altar is kind of like a tongue-in-cheek reference to being upfront about that if that makes sense yeah i mean it's a great subject i mean the, the as with all the ocean floor songs really you've really kind of captured the same element in that uh the lyrics don't sort of hit um a really obvious point but there's so much to latch onto there's like an element of mystery there that people can kind of take and i certainly related to it um i think um it's a it's a nice unique kind of point to hit especially for people our age going to all them weddings um it's definitely yeah. definitely a vibe yeah yeah no for sure and you know i think it's something we spoke about in the band a lot but you know like there are so many like love songs and things like that and i you know i'm not not that i'm in a position to write one but i i think i've always been more moved by um again i'll go back to the national but things that are more yeah existential and lyrically more kind of anecdotal um so yeah it's kind of like you know the the first verse is about that wedding in italy the, the second verse is about when my brother called me to tell me he was engaged, um, which is obviously like a huge, huge moment in in his life, and and it, yeah. in a way, mine as well. And then, um, and then the the last verse is about a, a school friend of mine, like the first wedding I went to as an adult, and I known him since we were like seven, and and you know, twenty years on, watching him get married was was again lovely and surreal and strange and. Yeah, so so it's sort of a different verse for. Uh, there could have been seventeen verses for all the moments related to weddings that have gone on this year, but yeah, I, I limited it to three. So in in like ten years' time, when you do Taylor's version, um, there'll be a fifteen minute edit on the album. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. It just won't end. Yeah, yeah, it won't end. Um, yeah, Alex's version. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Uh, so, I mean, the sound of the, the track itself with all the musicality in it and the instruments, you've got piano and you've got guitar, there's some sort of synth in there, some strings, um, and obviously drums. Um, is that kind of the similar sort of format you see this kind of going in? Or you're kind of like right at the beginning of your, your musical experimental phase. So um, what what else is, is to come, do you think? Yeah, I think, I think, you know, as I said, I'm very much figuring it out for myself for the first time and it just this song came from I'd written one song before that I, I was almost going to record and I it started I started to realize I didn't love it I think it's all right but it it felt more like an exercise in learning how to write a song like I got through it start to finish and then just realized it I didn't have an emotional attachment but I'd learned some lessons from it and yeah that one and then this one and then the next song which is already written like I, I don't know when I'll record it but it's written it was all just you know playing around with chords on a piano and finding that sequence that like moved me and then trying to find the melody that moved me and then the lyrics. And, and that's all I really care about is like, you know, um, it, it affecting me, I suppose. Um, and if it affects anyone else, great. But like, like 
the the other instruments like what the drums are going to do what the guitars are going to do kind of came later when i was building a demo um mm. so i think i think those will all like piano yeah i think it will be crucial for me like for the the writing process but in terms of like it being on the record yeah this one's very piano led but the next one i didn't want to get kind of like i already was thinking i don't want to be stuck in a cycle of everything being piano led and being i don't want it to sound too singer songwriter i like keen a lot like so no offense to keen but i don't i don't want it to sound like keen or something yeah. i i want guy um, with piano and band <laughs> yeah yeah so, so exactly so so the next one it was like well i sort of transposed um everything onto like a, an electric guitar with a very specific effect so i said i don't know when that one will be recorded and released but that was a conscious effort for me to like move away from everything sounding like it was meant to be on piano brilliant stuff so there's a lot more sort of playing around to do in, in your musicality uh so you, you could play the piano we've got that that's that's on the on the tick sheet uh guitar a little next. bit i think so yeah <laughs> i think so yeah and um when's the stylophone coming into it well i was hoping you might oh. i was gonna do this off air because i didn't want to put you on the spot but i thought you could come into the studio and do <laughs> stylophone you know yeah. surrounding yourself with good musicians is more important i think sometimes than just you know doing it that's for the it. sake of it yeah, getting a professional in is it always exactly. helps, and uh, yeah, I'll, you know, I'd be more than happy to to lend my professional skills. Um, <laughs> well, well, to the well when I when I know the dates, then we'll we'll get you in. We'll get you in. <laughs> yeah, those dates may be a long way off, but I'll I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> That's good. To, that makes me feel better already. <laughs> Brilliant, Alex. I love the song. I love that you're you're going your own way and doing your own music and sort of discovering all this stuff for the first time what sort of advice would you give um any other musician who's in a band or someone who's, who's sort of at the beginning of their kind of solo um experiment what what would advice would you give yourself um I don't know two years ago uh yeah I, I that's a great question i think again i'm i'm hesitant to give yeah it, it feels strange giving advice but I, I think what at least for me like i said i think doing it because you because you really want to do it not that that was ever an urge I used to have but like I said when the band stopped um it became quite a strong urge and and then as you as you go like as you get writing um yeah like I said I, I think it will be different for different people but for me what really helped was writing something that moved me because I looked at it like I might just write one song it, it might be the only song I ever write I don't know and so yeah. I want it to be something that I can look back on and not only be proud of, but it, it can mean something to me. Uh, I think with the band, we got, we tr kept trying to get it back to like, let's do it because we're loving it, you know, and we love music and we're good mates. But when you get like a, even the slightest taste of uh, some forms of success, it becomes really hard not to judge it on that. And I think just embrace like starting from scratch and having that complete freedom of like, it doesn't have to achieve anything. Like you've achieved yeah. something just by, just by doing it. Uh, and, and use, I mean, for me at least garage band, like on my phone is such a, I bet a lot of people know this already, you know, but it's honestly such a great tool. I'm a bit of a, I like to have as much done as possible. So I was able to do basically the entire song was written before I went into the studio. There was a tiny bit of stuff that changed, but 
you can have that level of control if you want it. It's so easy with something like Garage Band. So I would encourage anyone to like, yeah, it's it's all doable. You can do it from your living room if you want, you know. Absolutely. If I can do it, anyone can. Um, which <laughs> Basically, yeah, that is the gist of it. Really, <laughs> if I can do it, you can do it. Beautiful message. Um, thank you so much for sharing the song with us and coming on for a chat. Um, give all my best to all the rest of the band too, um, all the Ocean Flowers guys. And, um, and I can't wait to hear, Alex, what comes next uh, from your solo experiment. Where can we keep up with uh, all of your socials and what's coming next, if anything, um, explodes from here on when you're touring um, all around the UK and, and selling out shows and that. Um, we're we're um, going to want exclusive insight. Yeah, as uh, as much as I doubt that will happen, I'm on I'm on Instagram uh, at Alex Patel. It's P A T T L E, and yeah, I'll be I'll be sharing everything there. I'm on Twitter at Alex underscore Patel. I might be sharing it there. Uh, I think people who follow me for my sports writing might be surprised to see that. So we'll see if I share it there. Yeah, um, <laughs> but that's yeah, that's pretty much all you need. And thanks to for the time. Like I always, you know, I said really loved the interviews when we were in the band. You always ask great questions. So thank you for having me. Ah, oh, my pleasure. Always good fun to to chat as ever. And uh, good luck with the jujitsu. I'll um, I'll look forward to a class soon. <laughs> yeah, I want to see you in the studio, and I want to see you on the mats as well at jujitsu. For I'm the end thinking of the year. a jujitsu stylophone solo. I feel like that could be something that could really go well together. I don't know what that would sound like, or I don't even know what that means. But I mean, again, get out of your comfort zone. That's the that's the whole point of this, right? Challenge yourself. Why not? exactly exactly coming soon to a studio hopefully far away from you um, <laughs> Alex, well, yeah i look forward to hearing it as much as the next person believe me uh, <laughs> we'll chat to you soon thanks a lot Steve. see you later this podcast was brought to you by south end city radio for more great podcasts and radio like this visit southendcityradio.uk 